With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean. Streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. Good morning. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. I'm Dave Hansen. I am broadcasting live from La Paz, Mexico right now. Uh, Chris and Jordan look like they're not on the screen yet, but let me pull up. Uh, here's Chris and Jordan in their own version of uh, self-quarantine there in Dallas, Texas. Um, today, we're talking all about how to protect your portfolio from a potential pandemic. Uh, we have we have Trump tweeting that everything's fine, that the media is making it worse than it looks. We have the CDC saying that they need to uh, prepare for a pandemic. So who are investors to believe during this this tumultuous time on the market? How do we pre- how do we protect our portfolios? How can companies like Netflix potentially fare very well in something like this when people are locking themselves in their home. Uh, Other companies like airlines and booking sites, are they going to suffer the most? All of that and more on today's Dumb Money. We are live on YouTube with your uh, comments, so please do hit us up there with comments. And also thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Hey, guys. Ah. Welcome. So I'm surprised you're not wearing your hazmat suit. um, I really should have, Dave. One thing. uh, but... But I have to save that. Yeah, I have to save the hazmat suit for, uh, yeah. you know, you know. Let, let's just let's let's just call it as it is. Everybody that knows me thought I was a little crazy two weeks ago, right? Like that was, that was. Um, I mean, we've been preparing for this for how long? Three weeks now, three and a half weeks, right? Yes. And um, you know, we did a few episodes, a few live episodes. I mean, I some people I know saw them and were like, "You're nuts! You're 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 exaggerating this thing. Like it's it's you know the market's not going to get impacted by this. It's hitting all time highs. The market doesn't care." And you know, we've been trading for a long time. I've been trading for thirty years. I've seen a lot, and you know, I re- we keep referencing the same book. I do, you know, Black Swan by Nassim Taleb, and from the day that I first read that book, it really stuck with me that these things are going to happen. They're guaranteed to happen. You just have to be prepared for when they actually happen to trade off of them. And I want to give ourselves some credit. We were prepared. We were a little bit early. Um, But, you know, I started buying when when I sent out those first texts about uh, about uh, N95 uh, face mask and gloves and goggles. Was that two weeks ago? (laughs) Is at least two weeks ago, yeah, and sure. and we were talking at lunch about how you actually have the. Um, it's not a hazmat suit; it's more of a clean room suit. But yeah. you're, you're prepared to leave a house in a uh, emergency if needed. Well, here's the um, thing: like the clean room suit's not for me. It's for like if you're in your house quarantined for two months, and let's say your HVAC goes out, or you have a plumbing issue, or an electrical issue, or you just need someone to come in your house to do work. Like all that's for nothing. If you got a random person come in your house, you don't know where they've been. You got to set them up with a clean room suit and, you know, a mask and booties and gloves. So you have all that stuff sitting outside your house, ready to go. 
And then when they come in, they don't infect your house. It's not that crazy, right? Like if you're going to be in your house for two months, why are you going to let someone who's been God knows where in your house just like infecting it? Yeah, it's not that crazy. And I'm really glad that I have a friend a block away who's as prepared as you are. Because as soon as I get back to Dallas, uh, you are my first stop. I bought a couple extras for you, Dave. I did. I have, I have, I have our N95s. I have goggles for you. I have booties. I have uh, uh, the hand uh, nitrate gloves. Do you want to talk I about what you've done in your uh, in your garage? How you're now you have an additional freezer and you're stocking up on meat. Yeah. So not or, just or is that by too the way, But let's just be clear. I am not a prepper. I am not a prepper. That is so not who I am. But. Listen, realistically, there is a chance that we might have to kind of self-quarantine ourselves for some period of time. It could be a couple weeks. It could be a couple months. And like if you want to have good food and not have to you know, risk getting outside food brought to you right, and being handled, you have to have frozen food for the most part. I don't like canned food. So we got a $160 seven-foot drop-in freezer from Lowe's. They sell them at Home Depot, too. Uh, our buddy Lynn bought one. Um, I have two two uh, friends from the neighborhood I went to dinner, dinner with a couple nights ago. They bought one that night. They went to Home Depot, bought them. And listen, you, you can get as, as much frozen meat and frozen vegetables as you need for a couple months in there. It's $160, right? It's not a huge – it plugs into your you know an outlet in your garage. It, it just drops in. Um, we're going to talk about the market, everyone, in just a minute. We're going to talk about our trades and how – um, I made uh, $750,000 on a hedge that started last Thursday. It's been seven days. And in the last seven days, that hedge is up not seven fifty, dollars but it's at $900,000 as of right this moment. That's how much that hedge is up. Um, and we're going to talk to you about how we did that and exactly what we bought. Dave, you started to hedge. Jordan, you started to hedge. So it's not just me. I was a little more aggressive. Uh, my, my portfolio is a little more aggressive, so I have a lot to hedge. Um, but we're going to talk about how we set up that trade and what we're doing going into this weekend and whether you can trust what the government is saying versus what the World Health Organization is saying versus what you can just pull yourself off in real-time data, right, from the world. So what are your guys' thoughts? And I think we need to talk a little about how the um – how, how we've seen historically over the last few weekends, there is this sell-off going into Friday, and, and you and I were talking about this a little bit, that that is now becoming more common news, and everyone is is a little more aware that there's this Friday sell-off, and so people start to make their hedge bets on maybe Thursday now. Uh, we were talking yesterday about maybe Wednesday's now the day to do it, and at some point, do, do, are we just, are we in a bear market, or, or are we just hedging our upside? Yeah, and, and by the way, I wanna discuss that too, Dave. Uh, I I think that is the wrong question for today, okay? I, so if you turn on CNBC, there's all these analysts. Are we getting into a bear market? Like, like what is this going to do to 2020 earnings? Are you insane? Like, let's talk about that in three weeks or six weeks from now. Like, at this moment, all you need, and this is how I've been trading this, all you have to ask yourself, is what do I think is going to happen in the next 24 hours? It, because the market is not trading on that stupid stuff that's going to be six months down the road. It's trading on new. It's trading on a day by day tweet yeah. and, uh, you know, 
infection counts and just the, the little bit of information that, that we have, and it's moving the market dramatically and, and, and in a way that we haven't yeah, seen before. And the biggest over the weekend, right, where you've got three whole days to wait for bad news to come out, and then it hits on Monday. Yes. So, so um, I've been trading heavily with options, uh, hedging my account, not day by day, in 15-minute increments. I have, as you guys know, I'm, I'm sleep, uh, uh, you know, I, deprived right now. I'm sleeping three hours a night. I'm up till three in the morning. I'm up at 6.30. I, I do have to say the, the text chain that, that is going on between us and between our, our group of friends um, and the differing opinions that if, that even in our small group of friends, it's it's kind of remarkable. Yeah. So so uh, I, I have been putting uh, I've been buying options in the six figure range every day on the spy, which is the S and P five hundred ETF, on uh, Win Casinos, as we've talked about the last couple of weeks. I was like, this is insane. It's not going down. Finally, it's dumping. Finally, the world is waking up to what we've been saying, right? Um, on uh, Marriott Hotels, on Booking.com, on uh, Delta Airlines, okay? We've also bought some stocks, but we have been shorting the market with puts in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And since last Thursday, our put position, my put position is up $900,000 in six days, six and a half days. And do you want to pull that up on the screen now? You're or? Active. You are active in the uh, Wall Street bets community these days, aren't you? I think yeah. your screen has gone to sleep. I'm not seeing it as a preview, but- oh, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. Um, so, sorry guys, uh, let me see if I could find this here. Ah, I thought I had it, on. I'm gonna try to pull Where'd it go? Hold on. <sighs> Guys, we, we have a little clip, and this is the same. Oh, here it is. So this is the same screenshot. Oh, that's not it. Sorry. I, um, I'm not seeing anything in your share. I got it. I got it, Dave. I got it. I'm going to pull it up right here. Oh, do I need to? Can you see it now? Hold on. I'll, I'll pull it I up. I can't see it. I, I, I know how I can get it. Just give me a second, okay? Sorry, guys. We're going to pull up this screenshot for you. So you can actually see exactly what we've been doing. There it is. Did that come up now, Dave? Okay. Yeah, I've got it now. Okay. There. And you can zoom in. If yes. So I'm going to take you through this trade. This is the first. This is the first trade I made. I think starting last Thursday, as you can see. Oh, I can't zoom in that way. I got to zoom in from the actual window. Okay. So, okay, let's go right here, uh, 220. Um, I spent $28,000 to buy 200 February 24th. Those expired this past Monday, okay? 336 put options on the S&P 500, uh, the SPY. 26,000, I then the next day, the next morning, I bought an additional uh, 50 contracts for 16,000. So total investment there, uh, was $42,000. Um, that's not including the investment I made in Win Casinos. I bought puts on Win. I didn't put that on the screen. But as you can see here, I then exited those trades on the 24th, which was what? Is that Tuesday day, this last Tuesday? And if you add up all these exits here, hold on, let me increase the size of the screen. Uh, you can see here's the exit on all those trades. 
23,000, 24,000, 5,000. Let's see if I can pull this off here. Here we go. Uh, 4,000, 103,000, 35, 35, 35, 23. You add those all up and that's a quarter, uh, that's $300,000. So basically that hedge started with a, uh, what is it, a $40,000, uh, basically a $40,000 hedge that added up to around $300,000 between my spy puts and my win puts, which you can't really see on that screen. So that was a quarter of a million dollar uh, you know, gain that happened over the weekend. When I sold those, I then went in even deeper on new spy puts that I still own at this moment. Now, you're going to think I'm crazy. I bought 500 puts on the spy that expire on this next Monday. I also bought puts on booking.com. I bought puts on, uh, I had some on Wynn. I had some on Marriott Hotels. I had some on Delta Airlines. Um, and these puts are now worth, uh, I don't know what's, it, they're up, like I said, if you combine the quarter million, it's total, I'm about $900,000 up in the last week. Now, that obviously has more than covered my losses over the past week and my primary portfolio. Um, it's about doubled my losses, right? So it's, these are things that anybody can do. I'm not saying that you should do them as an investor, but when you have as much money in the market as we do, and you, you really owe it to yourself to not listen to anybody, uh, who's going to tell you, oh, it's fine, you know, it's, don't worry about it. You have to make your own decisions. So this is, this is our decision. I know, Dave, you did something similar. Jordan, you did something similar a little later in the game, but you did something similar. Uh, we do not listen to anyone. We don't listen to any analyst. We don't listen to any financial journalist. The only reason why I li even listen to those guys is to see what the, other, the rest of the world is thinking and how stupid they are most of the time. Um, this is honestly a trade that we're yeah, really for me, I, you know, I, I haven't been as proactive as you have. Um, when you were starting to make your hedge bets, I was I was slow to um, to do anything. I made I did make one, but it was not as big as it needed to be to hedge a, a substantial uh, position that I have. Um, so I, I joke that this vacation has cost me a half million dollars. But the, the reality is because I haven't been as as active as you and haven't been watching it as closely as you, um, I've lost money. And that's that's just a, a thing that as investors, you, you need to be on top of what you're doing. And it's, um, I did finally get back into some SPY puts, uh, but they're they're not doing as well as yours. I can tell you that. Uh, Jordan, you, you're hedging your portfolio now, right? To some extent. Yeah, so I um, I purchased some puts yesterday. Um, they were up about eighty percent this morning, so I went ahead and sold them. But they were they expired on Friday, and so uh, right now I'm just looking to get back in for something until Monday. Probably expires on Monday. Um, yeah, I don't want to spies at the. I mean, it's a high for the day, so I might I might just pick some up here pretty soon. That's why I've been looking at my phone. Yeah. So so here's the thing, like. I don't know what the market's going to do, how they're going to react intraday, uh, day to day. I mean, every time you buy these puts, it, I mean, it's a risk, right? Everything's a risk. Uh, you, we don't know what kind of news is going to come out over the weekend. It could be positive. People can realize that, you know what, maybe this thing, we can keep it under control. It's not as crazy as we thought it was today. Um, you just don't know. But you have to... <laughs> I mean, let's just walk through the scenarios. Um, what do we think is going to happen this weekend? Do we see 
the events getting better through the weekend or getting worse or staying the same? Because I will tell you this, if it doesn't get worse, the market will go up. Okay, we all know that the market wants to move up. We have never been in a better place with interest rates. There's no other place to put your money. Employment in the U.S. is at an all-time low. I mean, the earnings have been phenomenal. We're not technical uh, traders at all. We're we're not fundamental traders. But I've never seen a chart on the S&P 500 look the way this has. It's like, how low can it go? Like, the market go back up. But without some good news, or at least without the alternative of more bad news, I don't see a reason for it to go up in the in the short term. I think that if the information doesn't get worse, the market is going to go up. But I think the information is more likely to get worse than it is to get better or not or, or stay the same. But if if you I mean, if I felt or if at any point in time where I feel that this thing is even just going to flatline in terms of bad news, then I'll I'll reverse out of those positions pretty quickly and go long on the market because this is financial engineering at its greatest. The market wants to go up because there is so much free money to borrow. I mean, you can't lose. There's no alternative. What are you going to put your money in? The two years exactly. at 1.2%, 1.3%, right? I mean, it's what are you going to put your money in if not equities? So, so let's talk it, for a second about where we're getting our information and, and when when that trigger point of thinking it's going down to, is going to change to it going up. So we have, we have the president saying it's all fine and holding a press conference trying to reassure everyone that America is as prepared as anyone. Just wash your hands, as that's happening. What's that? So just wash your hands, Dave, and don't hug people. <laughs> well, but during that during that press conference, the um, the CDC is confirming a case, and the news is breaking, and nobody in that room realizes it. But there are there's a confirmed case uh, where someone hasn't been traveling. So uh, where where are you getting your news? And I can tell you that that we're following two specific Twitter accounts, and we can put those on the screen. But there's leave. Dave, do you have those two accounts? Can you put them up? I'm looking let for me them. Pull, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's talk about this press conference. We're watching the press conference, of course, and it was kind of insane. I mean, guys, I don't know if you saw. I mean, I don't want to rip on anybody, but it was it was you know exactly what you think a government would do. I mean, it's just it's just you know trying to like talk to us like we're five year olds, and, and and I just I'm laughing the whole time. It's insane, but. No, we're getting this alert, right? You got the I got the alert during the press conference from one of these two accounts that there was the first incident that could have been a a, a community transmission. Let's talk about what community transmission means because I don't know if anyone uh, that community, you know, exactly. know what it means. community transmission. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jordan and, and Dave, but it's it's when we have evidence that someone has contracted the virus that we cannot link. To someone else that we knew had the virus, meaning that there are now additional people that have the virus in the community. We don't know who they are, but it's spreading from person to person, and we cannot isolate the chain of of spread. Jordan, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So basically, they've not they've not had any risky travel, nor have they been in contact that they know of with anybody who's had risky travel. Um, yeah. So. So we got that alert, and you know the market quickly turned negative after hours, uh, a couple minutes after that. And you have to be getting these alerts intraday. You know, I, I, I'm, 
you just have to. Dave, do you have the two accounts up there? I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'll get them up on, in one second. Okay. So these are two accounts that we think between the two of them, if you follow these accounts on Twitter, uh, they are the quickest. I think one of them is called BNO News, right, Dave? And the other one is like Coronavirus 19 Update or something like that. We'll put them on the screen for you guys. But they have been lightning fast in getting news out. So I actually have Twitter set to alert me via my iPhone in real time every single time one of these two accounts tweets, okay? And if you're looking to really stay on top of this information in real time, I highly recommend doing the same exact thing. Okay, and I have them on the screen now, and the two accounts are BNO Newsroom, which is at BNO Desk, and the other is, um, that's a retweet. The other is at Subgap, Coronavirus COVID-19 Updates. So I actually have these set up as a uh, public list on my Twitter account at Dave Hansen. If you want to just subscribe to it there, you, you'll get both of those. And if we find any others, I can keep this list updated. Gotcha. So um, so just to talk about how I'm thinking differently about strategy, trading strategy right now. As you know, I was short a big short on win. I thought about going back into win uh, as a short again. I'm kind of transitioning away from some of the you know Asian stocks like win. Uh, to have a big influence over in Asia and more to kind of U.S. based, because honestly, like I think those are the next ones that to get that hard hit, and we're just a little bit late on some of these U.S. stocks like Marriott. I think Marriott is way too high. I think it's ridiculous. Delta Airlines, same thing. Uh, these U.S. travel companies, I think, are going to get slaughtered. Uh, everyone, so my specifically the the travel companies you're in are Delta, Marriott. Uh, Booking.com. Are there Shorting. others? Those are the ones I'm sure. I actually exited out of my Booking.com short. Um, man, that thing got, got hit pretty hard. It could get hit harder. But I still, you know, I'm still trading my uh, Delta, my Marriott short. Um, I'm in both of those still. By and, the way, Marriott up for the day. Yeah, Marriott is up for the day. So I, I am. I still think you know there's probably more for me at least the risk reward. Uh, I like it on those. And uh, I think a lot of people are talking about canceling spring break. Um, you know, I, I, I don't I just think if this thing gets worse over the next few days, those stocks will get slaughtered. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Now, we do have some long positions, though, we discovered, guys. And, and these are not the virus companies. You know, these virus companies that everyone's investing in, their valuations have gone up billions, like seven billion, eight, nine, ten billion dollars. It's insanity. Can they even make that much money off this drug? I, I, I don't want to mess with those companies right now. I just feel like they're they're almost in like, uh, you know, bubble territory. But there are some stocks that I think have gotten have come down. Like I think even Netflix, I picked up some Netflix this morning. But my favorite, and it is up significantly, is Zoom, right? Have you guys yeah. bought into Zoom? Have you researched it? So, yeah, uh, Zoom freaks me out. It's like up 30% every day. So I don't know if I can... <laughs> so uh, Zoom uh, is a video conferencing company. It's an institutional enterprise video conferencing company. And, you know, we've all spent some time in corporate America. And you can't have, I mean, you know, every company in the world after this is going to have enterprise level video conferencing. Would you guys agree? I mean, is that like a, just a... A guarantee, a near guarantee. 
Everybody that I follow yes. uh, on in, on uh, Twitter from Silicon Valley is basically banning handshaking and meeting in person in their losses. So, right. yeah, why not just do video conference and, you know. It just seems like Zoom is like the, the <laughs> company right now. Like it's the... Like, so, like, I listen. I don't know valuation wise. You could make it. You know, maybe an argument is it overbought. I don't know. I just want to be in Zoom, and I'll tell you why. Because I feel like even after this whole coronavirus story ends, and hopefully that will be soon, I think what has happened here will have a lasting impact on kind of corporate, right? And I think that this is going to happen for the next two years. Zoom is going to get contract after contract after contract. And they're going to be so busy. I think this is just outstanding news. So I don't know. Maybe it's overbought, but I want to own Zoom from now. Like it's it's. I think Zoom is going to be part of my like long term portfolio here. That could you know for the next few years, right up there with Amazon and Apple and you know the companies we talk about, Disney. Yeah. And you've made some more money today. It's up another four four percent. Yep. Yep. And it's a thirty billion dollar company. So. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll just see. I think I think they're one of those enterprise SaaS companies that uh, I just want to have in my portfolio, and it's hard to find stuff to get excited about right now on the long on the long side, right? Yeah. Um, so, guys, you, there will be a point in time when we see things start to flatten out, and and the market is going to knee jerk back. You know, it will, right? It's going to fly. Is there anything in particular that you guys are looking at when this thing – by the way, it could be a month or two before we feel like getting back in. But whenever that happens, it could be Monday or it could be two months from now. What are the stocks you guys are looking at right now? Yeah, I think Apple's taking a pretty good hit. And then, uh, you know, obviously I'm a big Tesla fan. And I think they've come back – not down to earth, but they're, uh, they've deflated quite a bit in the last few days, right? <laughs> For me, for me, it's it's basically just all of my favorite stocks and all of my, you know, everything everything that has lowered, it, it it's a buying opportunity to um, just double down with any of the money that's that's still on the sideline or that that's yeah. still left after all of our um, uh, all of these hedge, uh, you know, hundred thousand dollar hedges we're making in SPY options. If that money goes away, we're <clears throat> we're not going to be able to get back into some of these things. <laughs> I'm having to force myself to not buy Apple right now at 282. Well, 282 is still not, it's not like crazy cheap, you know? I mean, it's cheap, but like, like I agree with you, man, but like, and I think that's the gut reaction of traders yep. and institutional traders because they have to put money at work, right? So like, I think they're like, they're seeing this and like their gut instinct is it's a steal right now. And I think that's probably why the market is recovering in the last hour or two because it's like, okay, this has to be the bottom. This has to be capitulation. Um, I'm not so sure. My stock quotes are coming in in Spanish. Sorry. That's okay. I'm not uh, so this, sure. This Apple pesos. You going to buy them in pesos? Yeah. Apparently. You, you know, when you have these type of events, and we've been through them so many times. I mean, the first one I, it was 1987. I was really young, but I was kind of a really kid nerd watching that whole thing go down in 87. I've been there for every one of these. So I, I hate to say it, we're kind of elders in these days when it comes to the market. Um, these things come in waves, right? And they go, it doesn't go straight down. There's relief rallies when people, you know, some portion of the investing public just thinks, wow, I've been wanting to buy this stock, they buy it. 
and then we get more bad news and then people start freaking out. Why don't we talk about, uh, you know, what I think we haven't really seen yet is the uh, kind of uh, the margin pressure, right? Like this, you know, when when leverage, when people have to start deleveraging their portfolio, that is a brutal cycle that we saw in 2008. That happened in 1987, I think, to some extent. Uh, and, and that, I think a lot of these young traders don't really understand that a lot of these institutional traders and, and a lot of us are levered in this market. We're levered with margin. And when you get forced to pull that, out those margins, pull out those positions, that's, it just kind of like spirals, right, guys? Uh, no, absolutely. And I think that if you look at the current chart, like if, if you pull up, um, this is the SPY. I'm sure that there are people who are levered that are having to sell because the chart has taken such a nosedive at the end. I mean, that's that's not a normal thing and people haven't prepared for that. And um, while you can hedge it with options, there, you, you know that there are people who are actually already being short squeezed in this sell off. Yeah, and, and and by the way, I mentioned to y'all uh, about an hour ago. You know, I was at Costco this morning. I'm trying to figure out the best frozen burgers because you know we all we, we eat a lot of hey we eat a lot of burgers in our house. And if we're stuck in the house for two months, you know, I want to have burgers, but they don't last for two months. So, uh, you know, our buddy Terrence told us that the Sam's Club burgers are amazing that are frozen. And I, I don't have a membership to Sam's Club, uh, but I am going to go there later today. But I was at Costco this morning and the cash that parking lot filled up in like five minutes it went from zero to like half full in five minutes before the store opened the cashier told me that yesterday was one of the busiest days weekdays he's ever seen um ever at costco and that this morning the first 15 minutes at costco was way worse than even yesterday so i'm not saying to buy costco i'm not saying not to but i mean it's it's just it's interesting, right? Like when this whole panic's gonna start to happen, where you know are companies like Costco gonna maybe see a blip initially, but then no one's gonna go back in there for a month. So it's really really hard to say. I wouldn't get too fancy with these trades. So I've had a lot of people emailing me, "Hey, Chris, I have this. Like, how about Clorox? How about this? I'm like, I wouldn't get too fancy. Just like the market, if it goes down, the whole market's gonna get destroyed, right? And 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 the leader is going to get destroyed, and if it yeah, comes Clorox back up, is sky high. Right? What Clorox is already sky high. Yeah, I'm like the market comes back up. It's probably going to be Amazon and Apple and Disney and all the Microsoft, right? Shopify, um, all the big favorites that everybody loves are going to be the ones they love again when this market comes back. So I wouldn't overthink this. I mean, for, I'm not over. I'm not telling what people what people should do. By the way, we're not financial advisors. We do not provide financial advice. Um, this is, we're just going over what we do so that you can learn from what we do and be entertained by it. But don't you know? Don't trade based on what we're doing. You make your own decisions. Your risk tolerance is different than ours. Speak to your own financial advisor. Do not trade on what we're saying. Um, but for us, I think that we're staying with kind of some of the obvious names, right, guys? On the short side yeah. and on the long side. Once we go long. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you want the ones, the ones that make the most sense. Yeah, uh, Amazon. Someone, I'm just seeing some uh, some comments. We should talk about these comments, guys. What do we think about Amazon? Well, you know, Amazon's like literally my number one. Uh, 
So uh, I doubled down in Amazon about a month ago, killed it, and I got out of that levered double down position last week. Thank goodness. Did you? Uh, yeah, I got out of it. Uh, I will get back into it the second I think that we could be kind of seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. That Amazon will be the first thing I get back into. I'll probably add some more Shopify data. You know, me and you, Dave, were in Shopify, then we sold a lot of it, and I've been wanting to get back deeper into Shopify for a while. I'll probably do that. Back into Shopify, exactly. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, we have, what are some other favorites we have that we'd get back in hard when this thing comes back in? I'll have to look at my, bring up my portfolio. Um, that's really like, those are the big ones for me, quite honestly, that I'm, I'm just going to double down, get back into. You know what? I, I kind of miss the Microsoft boat. Might pick up some Microsoft, you know? Uh, when this yeah. thing turns around, that's like one that I, I, I have less did. Microsoft than I than I wish I did, and they've they've been you know one of the outstanding performers of the year, and at these new lower prices, I like them. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to get fancy though. I'm not going to like overthink it. I'm going to stick with my four or five big names, the names that have gotten destroyed here. That when the market turns around, those are the names I'm going to get in. But until then, uh, I am going to stay fully hedged on my portfolio or in some cases like right now i'm more than fully hedged i'm like 130 percent hedged uh this weekend do you guys want to be in the market this weekend or hedge through the weekend i want to be at least 100 percent hedged this weekend and i'll make my decision tomorrow whether i want to be 100 percent hedged or 120, 130% hedge. And what we mean by that, guys, is when we say we're 120% hedge, that means that we are buying puts to basically ensure our entire portfolio, plus we're buying additional puts to actually profit if the market goes down. Um, and that's what I've so been doing. So basically the, the, the value of your portfolio divided by the current price of the SPY divided by 100 tells you how many contracts you're going to buy. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so uh, right now I'm about 125, 130 percent hedged. Uh, I'll either be that or a little less, maybe 100 percent, down to 100 percent going through the weekend. I love those SPY puts that expire on Monday more on Monday afternoon. Those are my new favorites because I don't have to pay premium for the whole week. I just got to pay enough to get me through the weekend, um, yeah. which is the biggest thing. And then on Monday morning. I can kind of reassess and figure, do I want to add to that hedge position or kind of pull back from it? So that's how I'm thinking about this. Yeah, and I'm the same. I'm, I'm at 100% hedge right now. Um, mine are actually one weekend past. Um, just in case I lose connectivity and can't get to my uh, accounts uh, from here. So um, I'm, I have my options expiring uh, a week from Monday, uh, and those are SPY puts. And um, I also have uh, some calls on a triple leveraged uh, S&P 500 ultra fund to hedge a long position I have in that. Um, by the way, guys, I think there's some good news that's coming out of China, right? And so I think that's part of what's kind of keeping the market from totally melting down. I think we really need to talk about that and why they're, why that good news is coming out of China, why the transmission rates are going down there, and in my opinion at least, why I, I, we shouldn't think that we can do what China is doing. Um, 
and so like China, as we know, is has done this draconian quarantining where you can't even leave your house in Wuhan and you definitely can't leave the city of Wuhan, right? And we're just not doing that and neither is any other country in the world. So well, my concern- and, 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 and they were prepared for it. They And they, they are- Yeah, so, I mean, they're real. No, you're right. They're really prepared for it. Do you think that the rest of the world is going to take this as seriously as China has in Wuhan? Um, I mean, what are your thoughts? I think the rest of the world will say they're taking it seriously, and I think the rest of the world will not act as dramatically as China. Um, talk a little about how uh, the testing in this country, in the U.S., is going compared to other countries that have the, you know, was it South Korea that has drive-through um, testing tents that you can you can get your coronavirus test just from through a window with people wearing hazmat suits? Yeah, I've heard we've only got three states that even have the coronavirus test right now. And so who knows what's actually happening? Jordan, did you hear about this California community transmission case? For, I just heard a couple hours ago that this person actually went to the hospital on the 17th or the 19th and because of the insane and i don't know if this is true this is what i'm i'm hearing because of the insane cdc testing policy which is basically we don't test you unless you've come into direct contact with someone with coronavirus or if you've been in china in the last 14 days that they did not get tested the first time they went to the hospital even though they had coronavirus, that pisses me off beyond yeah. belief. Just so pisses me off. And like, it's unbelievable that, that we're not proactively wanting to test people. Instead, we're hesitating and not testing and not even providing tests to hospitals. Yeah, I, it, it, it really like is stunning to me. So I've been reading about this all week about how we're not, we only did like 500 tests in America. 500. We've only tested. South Korea is testing 20 to 25,000 people a day. They have drive-through testing. And, like, we're not going to have people with coronavirus if we're not testing them. And here's the thing. Jordan, could you talk about this? Because this is your real – you have the expertise in this area. The, the, the incubation period lasts up to 27 days, right? So, so just because we only have a few cases here, that doesn't really mean much when it could take a week to three or four weeks – before it shows up, right? And you start getting really sick. Yeah, look, and this is what worries me about uh, China also, right? I mean, this thing could totally explode again uh, because they're letting people back to work. They're letting people out of their homes. Um, you know, obviously we're not testing people here. And so you think you've got the common flu or something and you're like, oh, you know, I'll be reasonable about it. Uh, but you go to the store, you do something and, you know, this thing, this thing could explode. I mean, you've seen some of the charts where this thing is like and, and there's a hockey stick going straight up in China. I mean, that can happen anywhere. Do you know that when you get sometimes when you get reporters or getting in a car, like a rental car, or that the car is plastic? The entire inside of the car is covered in plastic and it comes with a sticker saying it's been sanitized for you. When you order food in China, they take a temperature, which is kind of stupid because most people don't have a temperature when they have coronavirus for weeks, right? But you get the temperature reading of your cook and your delivery driver. I think that's just to make you feel better. 
It um, is. Here's the other the thing. Measure. A lot of time, I was watching a, I was watching something. I forgot if it was on YouTube or the news or whatever. But a lot of these guys, when you see them taking the you know the infrared temperature of somebody's forehead, they're using industrial um, infrared thermometers that aren't accurate at small scales. They're meant to see if something's like 400 or 500 or 1,000 degrees. Um, they're not medical grade, and so you know these things can be off by as much as like 10 degrees Fahrenheit, which Hello, it's just letting people through. It's a, it's like them taking our shoes off at the airport just to make people feel better, right? Yeah. Um, there's so many issues here. I mean, the, this is moving so fast, and you really start to see all the cracks in the system and how vulnerable we really are. And let's not forget, you know, I don't want to cause panic or anything like that, but you know, the the, the Spanish flu of of 1918 that killed oh my God, was it tens of millions or something like that of people? That wasn't like a thousand years ago. It was like a hundred years ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These things happen. Like we've been reading about them for decades. And not that it's going to happen like that now because the death rate is only 3%, 2% maybe, you know. But it would still suck if 2% of the population had died. That, that, that would impact every one of our families, our friend groups, our neighborhoods. Um, that's catastrophic, guys. I mean, people are just not treating this with the seriousness I don't think that they should. Um, by the way, did you get any of that disinfectant I told you about? So I've read, I, guys, I am not like, I'm not a scientist, and I, I, but I have done some reading. <laughs> and, and supposedly your, the your, coronavirus. Your are really starting to show, though. Yeah, but, 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 the, but here's the deal. The coronavirus can't be, I've heard, really disinfected quickly with just your average, you know, Clorox wipes, even though they say they disinfect 99.9%. Uh, I've heard that, the, that among hospitals, hospitals and places that need to do this, that the best solution is a 7.5% hydrogen peroxide solution. Again, this is just what I've heard. And I found some on the internet and I literally, I think it just got arrived this morning to my house. I got a gallon of it. Um, but these are things that people want to kind of know. Do you have the brand of that, Dave, when I text it to y'all? Could you find that? I'll, I'll find it. Hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Was, find that. Because, uh, uh, hey, got listen, if I had to spend an hour researching this, I might as well share it with the world and with our viewers. If, if right. for any and of y'all that are super neurotic, as soon as we let all two hundred people stream. <laughs> but I mean, oh, here's the thing about light, about uh, using just Clorox. A lot of people just wipe it on, wipe it off type of deal. You're supposed to let it sit for like. Yeah. I mean, look at the back, but you're supposed to let it sit for like a minute or two minutes, or something yes. like that. And yeah. a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. Um, listen. Uh, I Again, I'll reframe. I'm not a prepper. I'm not one of these loony people. Like I don't do this stuff. But this is a realistic situation where I think, you know, spending a few hundred dollars, you know, to do what it takes to be prepared. Better to be prepared, you know, in the big scheme of things. What's a few hours of your time and a few hundred bucks? Whether it's buying a drop-in freezer before they're all sold out, <laughs> right? I've got plenty of freezer space. So what I did is I went and spent a few hundred dollars on, and this is dumb money, right? Barbecue. So I went and got brisket and pork shoulders and things like that that I know, hey, if I need to hole up for a little bit, I'm going to fire up a smoker out in my backyard. And uh, I love it. You know what's so great? Like if I can trust that you guys are properly self-quarantining yourselves, like we will be, then we can have like we can come over and hang out at your house, have a barbecue. You can come up, you know what I'm saying? You can come to all because you know if we're stuck in our houses for two months, it's gonna get kind of lonely. I mean, we could do this stuff every day on, on dumb money, but but like I still yeah, want my barbecue. About being stuck in the house, I don't I don't think it's as, as extreme as you think it's going to be, but 
I'm worried that you won't be able to get certain things and that you won't want to go to school where there are a lot of people, right? So yeah. those two factors make me want to have some food on hand. Yeah, but I'm still not going to, yeah. Like, you get the barbecue. Can you get enough barbecue for us, too? Like, for at least a couple uh, group meals? Oh, yeah. There's, all right. I mean, okay. <laughs> all this brisket and pork shoulder? I mean... So we could still do dumb money barbecue, but at do, Jordan's house? Oh, yeah, just my house. There's, I mean, this stuff, if... If everything turns out okay in the U.S. and we don't have to dip into it, this will be a summer's worth, and it'll get used eventually. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, Dave, you about to say something? Dave? You there, Dave? I hey, think you're Dave here? No, my, my internet just went out for a second. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, I'm looking at some of these uh, comments. I want to make sure we get the comments. Um, so th someone said, what do you think of big lot earnings tonight? Guys, I'm not looking at earnings right now. Like it, when you have these types of events, these are black swan events. These are market anomalies. Nothing else matters. I don't care about earnings right now. I'm not looking at individual tickers. I I'm really just staying with a couple big names and, and the index overall. I want to stay in stuff that's highly liquid, things that I could get in and out of very quickly. Someone said iRobot looks interesting, maybe. Tesla. I mean, I, I am not, I do not care about earnings this next week. Um, I really don't. I'm focused exclusively on this. However, Square had really good earnings and they're up 11% today. That's awesome. I yeah. mean, but like, I'm just not going to trade earnings right now. They're a big, like, it's, it's, I'm going to allocate my time to getting in front of this news cycle. You know, yesterday, like I've made a few trades that I've I've been able to kind of slightly get in front of even these institutional traders where news has come out and I was able to trade on it within 20 seconds, 25 seconds. And I saw that the market didn't get hit for like another 60 to 90 seconds. So institutions, for whatever reason, maybe because this is a new type of an event, their algos are not working as quickly as you would think to trade this news flow, right? And it's amazing to me because if you're getting if you're getting real-time alerts like we are on our iPhone on those two Twitter accounts and you see something really significant like uh, that California, uh, you know, viral uh, community transmission or if more stuff gets released here in the U.S. or if, this, if uh, the World Health Organization comes out and, and claims that this is now a global pandemic. They haven't done that, right, in the last couple of hours yet that I'm aware of. If they claim there's a global pandemic, th that will move the market. I really think there's like a 30 to 60 second window of arbitrage where if you're on your laptop and you're, tr I'm trading this stuff, it seems like I'm getting ahead of the institutional uh, flow on some of these trades, which is kind of phenomenal. Okay, so we, um, I did find the product that you purchased, and it um, <laughs> is called Sporox 2, sterilizing and disinfecting, ready to use, 7.5% hydrogen peroxide. I don't know so, anything uh, about it other than I heard this is the, this this is what one needs to be to really disinfect. I don't know am, do, what am I going to be disinfecting. I don't even know what I'm going to be disinfecting. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably end up bringing it to my local hospital know, to but, donate but, it here in a few weeks if if, if it. You know, things get bad. But um, if I need disinfecting. I know where to get it. Uh, listen, Bernie Sanders talk here. Uh, I don't want to talk about politics today because I don't think the market is going to move. 
this next week on politics. I truly don't believe that's the case. I think the market is moving on this one piece of news flow and mostly focused on Europe and America. I think China, you know, they've kind of somewhat stabilized. So it's going to be U.S. and China, uh, U.S. and Europe, excuse me. Uh, let's take a look here. Any other any other comments you see that are interesting, Dave? I saw earlier somebody mention um, buying March twentieth puts um, for ten bucks. Seems pretty expensive. Uh, Chris, why don't you uh, talk about why short terms might be better right now? Yeah, I mean the information is too fluid, guys, and there. <clears throat> you know, I don't want to pay a ton of premium for something that expires in March because what's going to happen is if I'm right and the market goes down another thousand points, all that premium is going to get sucked out. And if I end up selling those March call March puts in like two weeks or a week from now, I'm going to, I'm losing all that premium, right? Cause it, cause it, once an option gets deep in the money, right? Once an option goes deep in the money, the premium all gets sucked out. So I prefer uh, in situations like this to trade really short-term options and just trade them out, right? Sell them and get new options. Because I'm, I'm honestly repurchasing these things, mentally at least, every 15 minutes. So I, I prefer not to. Were they saying March options long, Jordan, or short? No, no, no. They bought, they bought puts. I think they were like nine-something for March 20th for 305s, which – that's about so that's about three times what I paid for my you know weekly expirations. Yeah, so like listen, everybody make their own decisions. Don't trade on what we tell you. But uh, for me at least, I prefer to trade short term because I get the most kind of the most you know impact per dollar invested because the premium And you're buying these, these weekly options that expire on a Monday so that you make it through the weekend and you're getting that pr that premium uh, instead of having the ones that expire on Friday. So that's worth it to you not to, to hold you know, well, over the weekend. Well, if I thought that I was definitely going to hold those options through March expiration, then I would buy the March expiration options, right? Because you'd end up saving money on premium, right? But I'm confident that I'm probably not going to hold the options all the way through March. So that's why that's why I'm buying the options yeah. only through the expiration of when I'm confident I'm going to hold them until well, March is Monday now. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant March. No, no, monthly. Yeah, yeah, I was saying March 20th. March, the I, March, when you say March, I assume Friday. you mean March is coming. Yeah, I, I assume you meant the third Friday of March, which would right. be when the March monthlies expire. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm focused not only on the weeklies, but on the month on the Monday expiration options, which aren't even weeklies. Right. So, yeah, that that that's my deal. What's that, Dave? This, this is a uh, text that just came through um, in our friend group. Um, it looks like Lynn is stocked up on water. Ah, uh, you see, I mean, here's the deal, like. The water's not going to go away, right? I mean, if you if you really have to have bottled water, that's fine. But like, yeah, I've got a water filter. I, I should be fine with that. Yeah, I I'm not as concerned about water. You know what I'm concerned about? Uh, toilet paper. <laughs> um, I'm concerned about you know medications. I'm concerned about just food. You know, and I'm also just concerned about just things around my house that I need. That what if a lot of this stuff is made in China? like my dishwashing tabs and laundry detergent and just stupid stuff like that where like we can't wash our clothes that would kind of stink right because everybody buys out all the washing detergent and all that stuff is made over in china 
and we can't get any because we're in a global pandemic and shipping is locked up. Like it sounds stupid, but like I need to have cat food and I need to have cat litter because how bad would it be if I run out of cat litter in the middle of this thing? Right? Would that suck, right? <laughs> if you got dog, if you got cats in your house and you run out of cat litter, I don't know if people are thinking about that stuff, but that's the stuff that I'm worried about. I just well, want to make you sure. personally just took a giant Amazon.com order and Amazon's a stock that may actually eventually win in this situation because people don't want to go to the store. And if they can have it delivered before the pandemic. Uh, 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 maybe. I don't know. Maybe like. Uh... Yeah, I, I I don't know, but I'm worried about supply supply chains like running out, right? I'm really worried about some of these products that we rely on not being able to get them quickly because people freak out like me, and then they buy way too. They, hey, you're doing hey, it and causing other people to rush. It's, it's and like people aren't going to be able to get their cat litter. But but you know that people tend to freak out, right? Like whether it's proper or not, that is just a reality, right? Remember the whole gas Remember thing? Remember the time there was, yeah, there was, there was, there was one gas station ran out of gas and all of a sudden that hit Twitter and the entire city sold out of gas within like 12 hours. Yeah. And then you were stranded. If you weren't one of the people who did that, you were then stranded. Yeah. I, I'd love to take you in my garage right now. I have got these cat litter trays that are halfway to the ceiling. I got enough cat litter till July, okay? Um, but like just stuff. I I I we I've told said you should go through your house and just inventory, like inventory everything, and be like, what do I need for the next ninety days? And just buy it because like, what's your worst case scenario? You just have extra of stuff that you'll use for the next ninety days. Like you'll just yeah. use it eventually, right? It's like it's not perishable. Most of this. You have nothing to lose. Yeah. So. <clears throat> what do you think, Jordan? All right. What we got? Yeah, why not? I mean, it, you know, except that you're putting pressure on other people to do the same thing, but, you know. Well, yeah, they're, I'm not personally putting, I mean, maybe through this thing, but if that's happening, right? That's at some point, if this thing gets bad, <laughs> that's going to happen. And I'm not going to be the guy that's like, oh, crap, now I can't get my stuff. Like, I'm sorry. That's just people are irrational or rational. I don't know which one when it comes to this. Yeah. And that's just going to ha- Did you see what happened in, in Milan in like four hours? The entire city of Milan, every grocery was like gone. <laughs> like it, it, product, The shelves were empty. So like- Hey, I've, I've already been to Costco and bought a bunch of stuff. So don't, I mean, I- I'm not against you. I'm just saying. No, I know. I know. It's like, it's not me. It's yeah. like, it's, it's in our commenters also. Kevin on here says that he just got his uh, laundry detergent at his Costco run. Um, Brian wants to know, are you still in your Delta airline puts? I'm still in my Delta airline puts. Um, I'm still in my Marriott puts. Uh, I am still in. No, I think those are the only two. Uh, that I'm in besides, of course, I'm in my spy puts, okay? Yeah, so I'm in my spy, SPY puts, and those two stocks. Uh, I'll pull up my account right now. I could pull be up your account and give us the strike price, just so everyone knows. This is our new version of um, doing trade boards. <laughs> yeah, if you want to know what I'm in exactly, here it is. Uh, I have, uh, I have, it's going to sound insane, but I, <laughs> I have uh, 500 of the 2020 SPY 323 put options. 
Um, I am shorting. And you bought that when 323 was near the money, not not way in the money, right? Yes. I am shorting 10,000 shares of SPY straight up. Okay. Shorting. Up shorting SPY. Are you shorting or you buy put options? Shorting. Also shorting 10,000 shares of SPY. Um, I uh, also have uh, 500 puts on Delta Airlines. The February 28th, 51 put, okay, which is not going awesome right now. Let's see. What are they trading at? They're trading at a little less than what I bought them at because the market's recovering here. And I have 50 of the March, February 28th, 2020, 130 put options on Marriott, right? So Marriott, February 28th, 130 put options. That's it. That's all I got. And everything else in my portfolio is like long, like super long, right? Um, so it looks super like, where's long. the market at? Is it like super recovering right now or what? Slightly. So we're down, uh, the Dow's only- down, uh, 0.95. Yeah. Uh, NASDAQ's down 1%. The, uh, S&P's, uh, it, we're pretty much even for the day. It's come back to, to even after well, a not huge, even. Well, oh, well, what do you mean it's down, Dow's for, down for 250. Down, down one, 1%. Uh, Dave, I think you're you must get in delayed quotes or something. My like quotes that. in <laughs> no, my yeah. real time. I, I have quotes that refreshed uh, 16 seconds ago. And you sure, I'm looking at the Dow. Everything Dow down about one percent almost. One percent, yes. 1%. Yeah, one percent. Okay, so uh, yeah, that's what I got. Uh, I don't know that I'll be that heavy short into the weekend. I probably won't. Um, I'm gonna probably correct. You know, probably come back to something closer. To being evenly hedged before the weekend, but for now, I'm pretty short. Oh, by the way, they want to know. Uh, yeah. uh, can we kind of tease a little bit of what's coming up uh, that we did this week? We have some huge news on SpaceX. Okay, and we have huge news on. I'm not going to say the company because the deal's not closed yet. Uh, Dumb Money has acquired a massive allocation in. Literally one of the a private company that's pre-IPO that is one of our favorite companies. And we're going to talk about that on an upcoming episode and how we acquired shares in that company. We're also going to talk about SpaceX. And we what's acquired the... just this week, you were able to find uh, I, shares for us. Don't give it out. Don't give it out. We'll talk about it. It's, it's a big deal. Uh, we had to go through a lot to get it. And uh, what's the subsidiary of SpaceX that we were excited about last week? Um, their satellite subsidiary, what? Starlink, Starlink, Starlink. So, so we have big news about SpaceX and Starlink and dumb money, and on a soon-to-be-announced company that we're making them in. Actually, we have two big companies uh, that we're making a massive investment in. The next four to six weeks on dumb money is going to be crazy exciting. So you don't want to miss this. Um, and, and we did not have an episode uh, on Tuesday because I left you guys to do one thing, have one meeting, and you, you didn't get it. On. You didn't have the meeting. And um, we had a we're better a behind in production. You, we, did, we did something better, but that's going to have to come in a future episode. So we still need to put an ending on the episode that is almost finished. Why are we having production? We'll have that as soon as we can. You know, we can't do we're anything without you, Dave. Find something else. Just. <laughs> But at the end of that episode, and I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, 
I have to go because I have to do my uh, frozen burger test. And uh, also next week on Dumb Money. that for Dumb Money? <laughs> I should. We'll tell you what the best frozen burger is for your quarantine stash, right? <laughs> um, coming soon we're on gonna, Dumb We're going to keep doing these Dumb Money lives. We'll, we'll do it every week, um, Thursday or Friday. Uh, just check YouTube. We'll, we'll publish the date and time at least the day before. Uh, hopefully we can get it scheduled a little sooner uh, next time. But yes, we'll definitely be doing Dumb Money Live even when we can't get an episode put together. Yeah, and uh, sorry guys, already our, our uh, followers are asking if we can do an LLC so they could throw money into the SpaceX deal. Uh, the SpaceX deal is done. We'll talk about how big it is and how we put it together. I'm sorry, it's too late. Uh, that deal is closed, um, but we will talk about it soon. All right. Uh, Dave, how much you get you're on vacation? You're gonna stay in Mexico through this whole coronavirus thing or what? You know, if it if it starts to go bad there in the US, I might just stay here because I don't think that uh, there's anything to worry about. <laughs> Not, okay. Know, yesterday here my, my Twitter had a trending hashtag of uh, coronavirus Mexico, and so I was like, oh no, something's happened. So I, you know, obviously quick to read Twitter. Uh, but it was just a bunch of memes and, you know, how, how we're safe here because tequila kills it. And, you know, it's, it's purely a meme, <laughs> a trending hashtag locally. So, but it's, uh, it's a good place to be, I guess. Supposedly, uh, uh, coronavirus doesn't survive in warmer climates. And, you know, this we're, we're at 75 degrees here now. But if I have to wait it out, it, it will be warming up. Uh, uh guys thanks for joining us today guys thanks for joining us today and be sure to con if your your comments will not show up on the when we log this video for the channel so if you have comments that you want to log and have conversations with us after uh we close out this airing today please re-comment them so we can actually get back to you um and if you're watching the that's podcast, it thanks. the way you find your comments is youtube.com slash dumb money absolutely um, really appreciate you. Listen, I, if this coronavirus thing hits and we're, we're quarantined, we'll be doing these every day, trading. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're looking for something else to watch, uh, Hey There, Dave here does have an episode. It's going to be launching tonight at, uh, the time zones are so off, I think it's uh, five. I'm in the mountain time zone, five, so six central. I don't know, just, just look for it tonight. YouTube.com slash Hey There, Dave here. All right, guys, take That's care. Take care of your portfolios, guys. Be prepared. Get the Costco. <laughs> All right. Costco. Buy a, buy a freezer. <laughs> See you next time.